Welcome back as we begin Season 5 here on the Talking Ball Y'all podcast. I'm Clay Sweet. As always, the co-host, producer, anything that gets this to your ears and makes it sound halfway decent across from me, Jeff said. And uh, Jeff, we've been away for quite a while, man. Took a nice little break, but we're back as we open up Season 5 with, a, I think, a good um, episode to get started as we talk to two Two guys who really know uh, uh, their topic, so to speak, they're experts in their field with Coach Oni and Coach Neil Walter. Yeah, and, and we did take a break, and it, it was a good break too. I mean, we each uh, got to step away and get a little uh, rejuvenation. And uh, football season is always – it's just about everybody in South Mississippi or Mississippi as a whole go-to season. Uh, not to say anything negative or bad about basketball or baseball, but – Everybody knows football is the is the go-to thing around here in the South. But we're going to get back into this season when we start back up. Uh, this is the first episode of this season. And when we get into the roundtables and the discussions and the episodes to come, Clay, we're going to hit more of the local uh, baseball and things as they get into district play and start giving some of their records. But for today, the first episode, I think these two interviews that we recorded uh, will be a great start to this season. Absolutely. Football is kind of the king when it comes to numbers when you look at uh, the podcast listenership. But the two sports that we'll cover today are two of my favorite, to be honest. And uh, Coach Oney up at Pearl River Community College, their undefeated season and Mac Jack championship last week kind of speaks for itself and the success he's had there and then coach Neil Walter his Blue Devils off to a hot start he's won a state championship out there at career and he's a fun baseball guy so we hope y'all enjoy these two interviews and we thank y'all once again for allowing us to do this it's now our fifth season and uh, if we look out there and nobody's listening and the sponsorship stop coming in we promise y'all will stop but y'all keep encouraging us to keep going by listening to the podcast and supporting it so uh, that's not lost on jeff and i certainly appreciate it enjoy the episode are you looking for a place for your whole family to belong come and join us at goodyear baptist church we're located at 2710 highway 43 south just past memorial gardens we have great ministries for all ages if you're looking for something refreshing in life, if you're looking for a hope that lasts forever, if you want to experience the love of Christ, come check out GBC, Sunday Morning Growth Group at 9.45 a.m. and worship at 11. Find us online at GoodyearBaptistChurch.com. Come as you are. There's a place for you. Come grow with us. The man of the hour now joins us, Coach Oney, for the Pearl River Community College Wildcats. The Wildcats have won two of the last three Mac Jack championships, and they secured one just a week ago. Coach Oney, thanks for taking time for us on this Sunday afternoon. Absolutely appreciate you guys having me. Coach, uh, unblemished record so far and win that Mac Jack state championship last week. How exciting a time to be a Wildcat and then – now have to kind of uh, celebrate it for a minute and gear up for this regional tournament that starts Tuesday night. Yeah, well, it's it's it's, it's very exciting. Uh, you know, after the after we kind of came down in the locker room the other night, I told the guys, I said for the next two days, let's not even think about basketball. <laughs> let's just kind of get away from it, you know, and just just think about other things, do do other things because I know that it's gonna. It's going to get even uh, tougher here these next, this next week or so. 
Coach, y'all have done this. Uh, y'all have had back-to-back brilliant seasons. But uh, you're trying to put these two weeks, so to speak, together for, for the first time. Win that Mac Jack tournament and then win the regional tournament and have a chance to go back-to-back uh, to Kansas. How do you keep your team – um, not focused at this point, but they haven't had a defeat, so to speak, to learn from. Usually that's one of the coaches' yeah. best tools is a defeat to kind of get them geared up and correct some things. You haven't had, thankfully, that opportunity. Uh, how have you been able to uh, coach with this unblemished record? Well, uh, luckily, you know, we've, we've been able to win, you know, win and, and play bad. You know, it's crazy that sound. Uh, even I'm thinking even tonight, you know, I watched the fan from the last game. I mean, we had so many empty possessions, you know, to where we didn't, you know, we broke out of the offense too quick or, or guys didn't cut or guys didn't get into the, to the spot, you know, where they were supposed to get, you know, and, and, and what we do, we, we come in and we, we go, we go right at it, you know, uh, but, but I think defensively now we, we've been strong from start to finish. Uh, we we've been really good defensively. I think that's the reason why, you know, we still got that zero on the right side. But offensively, we got we still got a long ways to go, and I think we got a, a short time to get there with this season kind of winding down and this competition. It's about to rev up a little bit this next week and two week or two. Coach, oftentimes good coaches will say that too. You know, you give defense and effort. That's two things that don't go into a slump, maybe like a, a jumper will. But you're deep too. And so if a guy's not playing maybe as hard as you want him to, given that yeah. effort, defense, you know he's going to come uh, sit by you. How much does that help? Absolutely. Oh, well, that's, that's, that's everything, you know. And, and, and that's, you know, the reason why I guess we recruit the way we recruit. You know, uh, after the Jones game, you know, uh, Rob Brown, you know, he, he got, he had 28 points and, and have him in the rebounds he had. He was sort of like the player of the game, but people, people forgot all about the game before that against Itawamba. I finished him. Hmm. I didn't even start in the second half, you know, because he wasn't playing with any energy, you know, any, any enthusiasm, you know, wasn't trying to make winning plays. So I finished him. You know, I put him back in the second half. He done one thing. I didn't like I finished the beginning and hmm. put him back in. You know, and he came back the next game, not wanting that to happen. <laughs> he had twenty responded with twenty eight points and, and having him in a rebound. You know, uh, as as a coach, you know that I mean that's a blessing. You know, uh, to be able to, to to bench a kid that a Wichita State transfer, you know, a kid that started for you, you know, when you lead scores and don't skip a beat. You know, I, and anything else, I think we extended the lead. You know, that that, that first game when I, when I benched him. You know, so so those guys know. You know. uh, I don't have to put up with much, you know, and I'm not going to put up with much, especially when you're not out there, you know, doing what the team needs you to do, you know, to help us win games. Coach, and you said it in your answer there that those guys know. As a coach, sometimes maybe you can uh, bluff and be called on that bluff if you only have three or four horses. But uh, when you can do what you just described there, they know you're not bluffing, right? Right, 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 right. And, hey, trust me, if I didn't have – more horses, I wouldn't be bluffing. <laughs> you know, uh, I mean, I'm, what I say and what we come up with, you know, is what we need to do. When then, well, then that's what we're gonna do. You know, and I don't get caught up in the in the how many losses. And I know all that to take care of itself. If I got five guys on the floor, talented or, or or not as talented, you know, doing everything that the coaches, you know, ask them to do, you know, to help help the team win or for the betterment of the team. Coach, how do you? Shift gears. I know you, you've talked about uh, y'all coming in 
this evening and, and taking those two days uh, to kind of take time away from basketball. How do you gear back up film-wise? I know you just described studying, uh, getting the guys prepared for Tuesday night. Well, you know, and what kind of got me, you know, still excited about it all. You know, obviously we're having a great year, but you don't know, I've had several people, you know, even my dad, you know, uh, after the game, after one state championship, looked at me and said, man, them guys don't even look like they're that excited about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you know, it, it wasn't this, this jubilation, you know, after we won it. You know, a few guys smiled, a few guys took a few pictures. When I got in the locker room, it was pretty calm and all that because this team has different admirations. You know, this team is looking to go do something different, mm-hmm. you know, and, and the state championship, wow, that's great. You know, the undefeated season, Wow, that's great, but but they 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 got something else in mind, you know that we don't really talk about out in public. But they got something else in mind that they're after, and uh, they're gonna stay focused until until that happens or it doesn't happen. Uh, but that that's what got me, you know, so excited about you know seven o'clock tonight, kind of getting back going, getting back together, and getting back going, and getting ready to to keep this charge going. Coach Jeff and I had the pleasure of seeing y'all scrimmage before it got real, before all this. Uh, got started, and you had a guy, a couple guys in that scrimmage. I think y'all were facing Holmes that night, but you had a couple yeah. guys that couldn't participate, and you yeah. kind of alluded, you and Hayden both kind of alluded, you know, those guys sitting back behind us are going to be uh, potentially special, and, you, and y'all did a good job even against Holmes that night, almost looked midseason form. Um, yeah. The recruiting coach that y'all have done, two guys I think back that are really contributing from last year's a team that went out to Kansas to be able yeah. to reload and and yep. do this. How special is that, Coach? <laughs> it's, it's it's everything, you know. Uh, you know, and I've said, you know, a few other times, you know, that I talk, you know, Clemson is Clemson football and Alabama is Alabama football. You know, yeah, you know, those guys can't coach Nick Saban and and the guy at Clemson, yeah, they can't coach, but hey. You take them and put them on the, on the team that don't have a bunch of talent. <laughs> then <laughs> then yeah. they're not sitting there with national championship, you, you know, every year. You know, it, you know, we understand that. You know, and I got a really good, you know, assistant, you know, Hayden, who who who, you know, he he thinks recruiting exactly the way I think recruiting. You know, and we set out, you know, once once I took over and once we got everything in line, that we want the best players available, the best players available. You know, uh, it, uh, if if it's a Danny Dozen and he's not going Division One, we want him here. You know, if it's a Division One transfer out there that's leaving the Division One school, I don't care where, who it is, Wichita State, North Carolina, Duke, I don't care. We want to have a chance, you know, to sign him here. You know, and, and this program has gotten to the point, you know, last year, you know, we had a kid from West Virginia, you know, that, that, that we could have that we could have probably signed. And we, we walked away from it because he didn't fit the need that we needed. Wow. Mm-hmm. You know, and we, and we got a – it's an SEC kid out there that, you know, I wouldn't call the school the name right there that that's kind of contacted us, you know, talked about coming here, but he ain't good enough for us. You know, and, mm-hmm. you know that's the kind of – you know, that's 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 where we at because, you know, we – you know, everybody knows, you know, the kids, you know, just Twitter and social media, you know, everybody kind of know what we after. We want to go to Hutchins. We want to win that last game on CBS is kind of what we want to do. You know, and that's our – and that's our focus, you know, and that's the – that's the chapter that we want to write, you know, before, before you know, hopefully before this season over or before I'm no longer the coach here. You know, and Coach, uh, you were talking about recruiting and Clay had opened it up there, but 
how how easy is it to go recruit and talk to these guys when you got a staff behind you like Dr. Adam Brearwood and Athletic yep. Director Jeff Long and then Patrick Oates in there with the 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 SID side and the multimedia side, everything that they're doing. When you've got support behind you and them people yep. telling you go get them, how easier yep. does that make it on you? Oh, it, it, it makes it you know it, it it means everything you know you know I, we don't sign you know the kind of division one transfer like a Brian Richelle or or or, 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 or Rob Brown you know schools from, from players from those type schools out with just being us you know it, it starts with Dr. Brillwood and Jeff you know when those kids walk on campus you know when people come on campus the first thing we see is their eyes buck mm. like they had no idea that it was going to look the way that it looked. You know, once they get here, you know, and then we 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 put them in front of Jeff Long, we put them in front of you know people that that, that work here on this campus. You know, all that all that matters. You know, all that matters. You know, and, and then once I get them in the gym, you know, in, in the Marvin White Coliseum, it just kind of brings it all together. You know, so so it's it's been it's been the perfect you know storm so to speak. You know, all this coming together at the at the right time. You know, exactly right now, and, and it's. It's been it's been fun to kind of watch it all unfold, you know. And, and you know another funny thing about it, you know, when I'm thinking about recruiting is, you know, like you guys was at that first scrimmage game that we had, and you saw our team last year. And after scrimmage, I'm looking at y'all saying, "Man, we better than what we were last year." Mm-hmm. And I even see how y'all kind of grinned and looked at me like, hey, "Yeah, right." He's just trying <laughs> to sell tickets, you know. Mm-hmm. Kelly Sandler was the same way, but I just knew it, you know, because this league hadn't seen a guy like Isaiah Moore, 16 kid that can shoot threes and run and jump and be athletic and grab rebounds and start the fast break like a point guard. And I knew with with, with, with uh, 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 Tay Hardy, you know, the kid that just recently committed to the miss, I've been here almost eight years, I think. We, we, we've never had a point guard like him. You know, and, and this league had, hadn't had many point guards like him. They can score at all three levels and, and, and all that kind of stuff. So I, I knew that going into the year, now I never imagined we'd be sitting here still undefeated you know i never imagined that but i did know that we would have a, a really good chance to go into every single game and have a chance to win that's all you can ask for coach uh i'm i'm guessing that you're a former guard how cool and fun is it we'll talk about more uh here in a minute but hardy how fun is he to coach the other night was watching against perk and it was still a battle at that time and he hit a long three, and then he can drive it. You you just mentioned yeah. being able to score in different spots. You can play yeah. him on the ball, off the ball. How yeah. fun is he to coach, man? Well, 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 it's fun and frustrating because <laughs> when you jump up and shoot a shot and make it, I'm sitting around smiling. Man, I knew we can make that shot. But then when you jump up and take a shot and miss it, I'm listening. Well, why you don't drive it every time? <laughs> <laughs> you know, when you have a kid that can that can that can do it like that, you know it's. It's, 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 it's incredible, you know, because you sit there saying, when he takes the ball to the basket and score with everybody, you say, man, he can do that every time. You know, and then when he when he, when he go in there and, you know, he don't make the left, you think, why he just don't shoot three, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so so it's, been, it's, been, it's been, I guess, unique, you know, so to speak. But, but Tay Hart is the, the, the thing, you know, I appreciate about Tay and, and Southern Miss fans will appreciate about Tay. No matter the situation, no matter the game, Tay Hardy looked at the scoreboard and tried to find a way for his team to have more points mm. than the opposition. You know, and, and that's what that's what I love about him. You know, you know so much as a basketball player. You know, he he's always thinking 
win the game. We got to win the game. You know, whether it's defense or, or making a big shot or getting there and dropping off to one of the big guys for an easy shot. You know, he he's a special, special type player, and I'm I'm so happy that I've had a chance to coach him this year. Coach, and maybe you answer this question with his leadership or his play from the guard position, but just following y'all, there doesn't seem to be a type of game or a style of game or them slowing you down or speeding you up. Y'all seem pretty comfortable, and I guess the record certainly reflects that, but there doesn't seem to be a discomfort level in any of that for y'all. Right, 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 and that's that's because we have so many guys that can do so many different things. You know, and Coach Sal's favorite saying is, hey, somebody still got to beat us. Hmm. <laughs> That's his favorite saying, you know, because, you know, people may not know this. Prior to the state tournament, we went into the state tournament with the, the prior two games shooting one for like 23 from the three. Hmm. We were one for 23 from the three and still won both games pretty comfortably. Wow. And then we go into the state tournament and we average making eight or nine three-pointers a game. <laughs> you know, so yeah. – so, you know, when you got a team that, that can just find a way, and that starts with, with, with Tate Hardy, uh, that, that can just find a way to, to, to bring out a game and win, you know, it's, 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 it's fun. You know, and it's, and it's unique, you know, because teams out there can't go into a game saying, we're going to stop them from doing this. No. You know, uh, 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 because if you come to the game saying, you're going to stop us from doing this, and then we jump up, we make eight threes. <laughs> but then you say, okay, we're going to stop. Tay Hardy from drive. Well, then we just throw it in Isaiah Rod Brown and, and force you to play one on one with them. You know, so so it. <laughs> I, I would hate to coach against the team, you know, and I stood up a, a lot of nights thinking, you know, if I was coach against the team, you know, what would I do to beat them? Now I've come up with two or three because I think I'm smart like that, but I'm not going to say that on the air. <laughs> yeah, don't do that, Coach. <laughs> but that's what smart <laughs> coaches do is kind of self scout and try to figure yeah. their own selves out. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, it's been it's been pretty cool, man. And, and it's one of those one of those moments as a coach, you, you know, kind of wish it had never end. Coach, last year when we had you on a few times, we talked about that two percent, or you certainly did. Is there a mantra yeah. this year, or is that just kind of carried over that two percent? Yeah, well, this this year it, it's that's still part of it. You know, we kind of keep that in the program. You know, relentless effort. You know, two percent. But this kind of year, it's just been you know, uh, figure out the ground, you know, figure mm -hmm. out, you know, like when teams come in and try to do this or we're not making free throws, you know, let's figure out the ground, you know, let's, let's find fun and, and let's, let's get closer together as we figure out what we got to do next, you know, to kind of to, to kind of push us over the edge or whatever. And, and, and you know, and, and a lot of timeouts, you know, that's that's pretty much all I'm saying. You know, okay, we're not doing this, but uh, let's, let's figure it out. Let's figure out what we got to do next. And, and, and lo and behold, it starts, on defense, you know, I, I can't speak enough about the way the way we play defense, you know, and, and going into the state tournament, I even put in two zone defense thinking, you know, we got to kind of, you know, keep people out of foul trouble or keep people in front of us. And every time I go zone, the team scores. The guys look at me and say, no, coach, man, back hmm. man, back man. God, <laughs> you got to love you know? people that love playing man, too. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, so now we're going to. We're going to kind of stick with it. You know, we're going to stick with you know, picking up full court and, and, and kind of pressing some and, and playing man some and making people score by a length, you know. But but I kind of went off the the, the subject. But, but, but now this year it's been it's, – it's kind of been, been the same. You know, it's kind of let's, – let's figure out this grind. 
Coach, was there something when y'all made y'all's trip out to Kansas last year, whether it be the teams you saw out there, the atmosphere that you kind of put a feather in your cap and said, I'm going to make it back here, and when I do, I'll be better prepared or we'll be this going back out that way. Did something jump out to you on that trip y'all made last year? Yeah, yeah, a couple of things, you know, and, and the one thing that jumped out, you know, to me, you know, if you remember last year, all I talked about and, and all the guys and things talked about was just making it out there, mm. you know, and, and once, you know, we we made it out there, you know, we went over the rainies and, and bought a bunch of junk food and put on the bus and we were just happy to ride out there, mm. <laughs> you know, just to kind of experience it all or whatever, but, but, but this year, it, it's kind of different, you know, we, we're not just trying to make it out there this year, you know, because... Last year's team, the first half of the first game, we, they jumped out. And we was down almost 18 because mm-hmm. we we never talked about, okay, once we get out there, this is what we got to do. You know, we're going to try to win four games or five games and you're going to win all. We just talked about getting out there. Right. You know, well, but, 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 but this year we, we're not just satisfied or uh, not going to be satisfied with just getting invited to the party. You know, this year we won't. We want the DJ at the party to announce that we that we there, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and we want the crowd around us watching us dancing, you know, while the party's going on. It's kind of it's kind of our mindset, uh, and I think this year, unlike last year, we have the length to do it. You know, last year I went out there with two guards, you know, about six foot tall or five ten. But well, this year we're going out there with a six two point guard and a six six five two guard, you know. So we're going out there this year, and I think we'll have just as much length. As a lot of those teams that we face, that that we could possibly face, you know, once we get out there. Coach, I had a question just watching the social media, and Jeff hinted to it uh, earlier in the broad, uh, in the podcast. I'll ask it kind of a different angle. The the balance between I saw y'all's like get the get, and then when people are coming <laughs> in uh, and seeing post game, and it's it, it's fun, Coach, and and I love it. But the balance between. That fun with them, and then as you've described, you've made it clear you've got the hammer. How tough yeah. is that to kind of balance between uh, those two? I think it varies from team to team, and and all that kind of stuff. You know, and, and if you've watched us play, you know some of the stuff these guys do before the game. I'm sitting over there like, <laughs> oh my god, you know. I mean, I mean, you know, and, and even I even caught myself saying, I can't wait till we lose. <laughs> so I can blast them about this and get a get a better hold on some of this junk they do. I mean, we got so many different handshakes and, and dances and all that kind of stuff. But but once again, you know, and I'm complaining to Hayden, Coach Styles about it. He looked at me like, Coach, they're still undefeated though. Yeah, <laughs> you know? right. Let so, them so, go. So, you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, so it turns into man, I'm afraid to stop. You know, <laughs> some of it because. I think this team, I guess I'm saying right, this has a different type of swag, mm-hmm. swag about them. You know what I mean? They and, and, and trust me, if you're around them when they're doing this stuff, they are not at all trying to embarrass the team we're playing against or, or try to mock the team we're playing against. They just truly enjoy having fun with mm-hmm. each other like that. You know, and yeah, I think that's, that's awesome. the reason why, you know, I, I want so bad to pull back on some of that stuff, you know, but but – it's not like they're trying to, you know, like mock the other team. Right. Like they just enjoy each other's cup and they enjoy you know, the rides that they're having. And now, now you look up now, I mean it. <laughs> I love you know, it. Now, oh man, now I they love got it. me pulling me in it or whatever. And and, and I guess you know, I, I guess I won't stop it this year. Now next no. year thing will try to come in and do that, and I'm gonna go <laughs> smack, smack off. 
on them for trying to do it, <laughs> you know, because yeah, yeah. I was like, y'all ain't done nothing yet. You know, this thing proved to me that they can stay focused and still have a good time doing it at the same time. That's good stuff, Coach. Fun stuff. <laughs> you know, yeah. Co- you know, Coach, you said y'all going <clears> to <throat> get back together tonight and – and get refocused or back focused on these next couple weeks. And your opponent for the Region 23 tur- uh, tournament for Tuesday, I think, is set. It's Southern University yep. at Shreveport. Yep. Um, what yep. do you know about that team? And what do you uh, – I know you've watched film on them. I know how you coach. I've been around you a little yep. bit. But yep. Uh, yep. what have you know about that team and, and going to get your team refocused uh, tonight back on for this next couple weeks? Well, first and foremost, you know, when it comes to these kind of tournaments, you know, people say, well, you're the first seed and they're the eighth seed. You're the second seed, seventh seed. I just don't believe in seeds when it mm. comes to playoffs. <laughs> Every team is a playoff team for a reason. I mean, they've won enough games to earn enough, earn the right to be at that tournament, you know. So I don't get caught up in we this seed and they're that seed. And we got to play. You know, they are a very, very dangerous team. You know, they're coached by, you know, Coach Francis, a guy that I've known forever you know uh he's been there forever you know he he made a lot of appearances in the region championship game so he kind of know knows what it takes you know and, and his team's going to play hard and they're going to not turn the ball over and they're going to be tough you know so so it's a it's a tough open around game you know which if it was one of the other teams it'd be a tough you know open around game uh, uh so we, we we're going to go in and uh kind of and kind of Play though, you know we're gonna we're gonna do the things that we've been doing, and uh, we're gonna take out adjustments that we need to make. Uh, but 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 one thing that I have the confidence in this team I'm coaching is they won't get out hustled. You know mm-hmm. I, I don't think we, we won't get out hustled. Now we can't control if a team just make every shot. You know that throw up you know, like Low Casey Smith did the other night for Jones. I mean he made every shot mm-hmm. he shot. You know the last last part of that game we can't control that. But 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 I tell you what if it's a loose ball we're gonna try to run it down or. If it's a guy trying to go to go, we're gonna go over there and try to try to shut that and close that close that lane off. You know, if it's a ball to come off the the rim, we're gonna box out, we're gonna try to go get it. You know, I, I don't have no any doubt, you know, in my mind or any worries that, that we won't show up, you know, ready to compete as hard as we can forty minutes to try to to try to win the ball game. Coach, man, we certainly will be pulling for you and we hope to visit with you uh very soon and talk about another uh trip out to Kansas. We know you've got work to do in between now and then. And so, Coach, thanks for this time on this Sunday afternoon, man, and uh, good luck. And I know Jeff asked it, and you gave credit to a lot of other people, but I've never uh, talked to you after you've talked to somebody, whether it be a civic club or whoever, that you hadn't absolutely won the room. And I think that's got a lot to do with the recruiting and the success y'all are having there. So, congratulations and continued yep. luck. Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate it. Uh, I enjoy, you know, talking with you guys, and and I appreciate every time that you ask me uh, to do it, you know. And I'm sorry this time I didn't have as many cold beverages, you know, so I didn't have any jokes <laughs> for you, whatever. <laughs> oh man, I love it. But coach. Maybe next time, maybe next time. Yeah, I'll be, we're going to check. Cold beverage, we have a few more jokes for you. <laughs> That's exactly right. We look forward to it, Coach. Thank you, man. Yeah, absolutely. All right, we'll go Wildcat. Your family's health is our mission. At Highland Community Hospital and in partnership with Forest Health Systems, we offer a wide range of healthcare options. From our internal medicine clinic to advanced surgery and emergency services, from the Highland Center for Women's Health to our primary care and pediatric clinic, our goal is quality care for you and your family through the compassionate application of advanced medicine. 
Highland Community Hospital, the best choice for your family. If you're looking to insure a new house, car, or motorcycle, give Advantage Insurance Company a call at 601-749-8790 or go by and see Shauna Oder or any one of her friendly agents and let them go to work for you. Advantage Insurance is located at 4201 Highway 11 North in Picayune. We are excited to be joined now by head coach out at PRC, the Blue Devils, Coach Neil Walter, as they've gotten off to a good start in this 2020 campaign. And, uh, Coach, thanks for taking time for us on this Sunday afternoon. No, I appreciate it. Always a good time talking to you. Coach, let's get in uh, to the start of this year, 4-1, and one, and uh, have played some pretty good baseball to get started with a lot of young guys. Uh, yeah, yeah, and then uh... – a little inconsistent at times, but uh, you know they they figure out how to win a, win a few games. Um, and but you're going to have inconsistency. When, you know we got a 24 man roster and 18 of them are freshmen and sophomores. Wow, that's incredible, Coach. I mean, you of course everybody knows the Dunhurst name from last year and losing him mm -hmm. as part of that senior class. But when we talked to you prior to last year, you talked about playing a lot of young people last year so maybe some of those sophomores listed as sophomores but they've got some games and some reps under their belt oh yeah well no doubt i mean i was uh i tell people when they when they talk about experience and oh, you guys you know just don't have a lot of experience look we got a we got a sophomore who's already played in 60 varsity games started 14 playoff games wow so i mean there's a lot of guys who graduate high school and they don't play in 14 playoff games let them start them so, you know, there's experience there. We have a freshman who who started four playoff games last year. So they, they've got experience. What they don't have is they don't have that extra two years of uh, in the weight room and extra two years of just growing and, and just strength and stuff like that. But uh, I think experience-wise, uh, they're fine. Man. I, you know, there's, there's nothing going to be thrown at them that they haven't seen before. Um, it's just uh, it's going to be uh, – you know, they they have to play a little bit higher level because physically they're immature. I don't think mentally they're immature at all. Coach, does that change the way uh, you coach a little bit? Maybe when you get a guy on first, change your mentality on uh, when you run, when you bunt, the, just your philosophy maybe if the strength's not there yet, the way that you coach? Well, I mean, you know, we even even when we've had guys who are big, strong kids and uh, – you know, we drive a lot of balls over the fence. Um, you still don't—I I still don't coach that grill of all things. It's—you uh, still have to play. You know, we're, we're going to play the same way. Um, we're going to try to bunt and run and manufacture runs. And the reason why, look, I don't care how good uh, a team you have if, if they're big, strong, and you're knocking balls off the wall, you're going to run into a pitcher hmm. that's going to be 88 to 90 mile an hour with a nasty slider, and. You're not. You're gonna have. You're gonna have to figure out a way to scratch one or two runs and manufacture them anyway. So you know, you, you practice and play to win those games. Um, you know, I I I just don't think that. Uh, I just don't think that just sitting back and just letting things happen probably is the best way to win a baseball game anyway. So I don't think you know. I don't think any any of that is going to uh, affect the way we play. Um, you know, these guys. It, it just comes down to execution, no matter how old you are. 
Coach, that certainly served you well. You've got a state championship to y'all's credit out there, you being the head coach. And it served you well in your playoffs. I don't have your playoff record in front of me, but I know that you've won a lot of game threes and won a lot of playoff series. And that mentality of coaching kind of carries you into the playoffs because that pitcher you're talking about, you may not see him a lot during the regular season, but you're guaranteed to see at least one or two kids of that flavor that you just mentioned in playoff play. Oh, yeah, I mean, there's no doubt. And uh, I think that uh, um, it, something that we've been able to, to do and have a little bit of success at, now, we may not be able to run out there and in a playoff series every time have the best pitcher in the series. But it isn't about that. Uh, regular season is totally different than the playoffs. I mean, playoffs, you're playing Thursday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, or Friday, Saturday, Monday. And, um, you know, I – the way we try to develop pitching is to try to get ready for a game three. Um, and if we can get – I kind of have a philosophy. You know, we'd love to sweep, but if we can get to a game three, we feel like we have the advantage. We're 11-1 and one in game three. Wow. Um, and it's because we'll use – we use a lot of guys. We use a lot of guys and not just uh, throwing them on Saturday, but in, in big situations. So I think when it comes down to game threes, we've got a guy out there who's been there before. And sometimes they don't. Mm. And uh, now with the pitch count rules, and you need five guys if you're going, unless you're going to sweep. You know, unless you're going to sweep every time. Wes Jones didn't need that. Wes Jones needed <laughs> two guys last year. Right. Right. But uh, but that that's very rare that that happens. And all of a sudden, if they stumble once, now they got to come with somebody else or, or anybody else. And I'm not, you know, shoot, they had so many arms they probably could have. They probably mm. could have played a seven game series last year. Yeah. But. Um, you know, so you're going to run into those guys, and that's fine. Keep him in the game, make him throw a lot of pitches, make him go to the bullpen, and then get a guy and make him throw over 25 pitches, and he's not coming back the next day. Um, and then I, I feel like, hey, you know, we got an advantage now. Once again, we're visiting with Pearl River Central Blue Devil head baseball coach, Coach Neil Walter here. Uh, on the podcast on a Sunday afternoon as we record, Coach, you said you had a busy week. I think y'all going to maybe hit some this evening. But busy week starting tomorrow night on a Monday. You know, typically it's Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. But you've got a Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday this week. And and how does that schedule coming this week, uh, you know, benefit y'all coming out a 4-1 start early in the year? But when you can get guys out on the diamond like Mason Treat, your senior batting right now close to 5.30 uh, early in this season. I think it's 17 at-bats, nine uh, nine runs, nine hits. Uh, talk about some of the, the few seniors that you got, but how are they going to shine on a busy week uh, such as this week? Well, I mean, first of all, we only got two seniors, and they both performed as expected. Um, Mason uh, Mason's hitting the ball well, but more impressive, uh, that doesn't have an error at shortstop, 24 chances. So, you know, he's going to get you out of some innings. And um, Diebold, now, you know, we played five games. He's appeared in four of them. Um, and that, that's kind of what his job is. He just gets us out of jam. Look, yesterday he came in. It was second and third. Was, the game was still tied. It was second and third, two out. We brought him in. He threw three, three pitches, struck the guy out. That was his day. Hmm. And that's fine. But, that you know, that's what he's supposed to do. If we use him a ton, if we throw him, 40, 50 pitches each time, we're not going to be able to use him like that. We just feel like he's more valuable in that role. And um, I mean, here's a kid who went 8-2 and two last year, 
and made all state and didn't start a game to the playoffs. Wow. And he was a reliever all year long. And he started then just because we had some injuries and things like that. Um, uh, but but we, we love him in that role. So he's, he's probably going to have a busy week. And I don't think he's going to appear in all four of them, but I'm going to surprise him in three of them. He's got a great makeup too, Coach. We'll come back to Mason, but just to hit on Austin, uh, a kid I got a chance to be around some as he was umpiring out at your uh, mm-hmm. fall Little League and just just a pleasant, pleasant kid, really uh, seems to understand the game well. How that mentality, that even keelness and the understanding of the game from how you plan to kind of use him this year in spots, he sounds like he's going to have to be kind of understanding of your approach and, and how big is that as, as him as a senior? Yeah, well, it's big, and it, 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 you touched on, on on mentally. That's the big thing with him. I mean, you know, how many kids would be mad that, hey, man, well, give me the ball on Tuesday or, hey, give me the ball on Friday, um, you know, and be that starting guy. Well, here's the thing. He's getting the ball on Tuesday, and he's getting the ball on Friday, and he may get it on Saturday. Um, and and he, he accepts that role, and he likes it. And actually, I think he likes it a little bit better now because some of those guys, you know, they go out and pitch and, they're going to pitch, and then, then the next three or four days they're going to flat ground, and they light bullpen, stuff like that, and they know they're probably not going to, you know, they're not going to get in the game to pitch. Every day he comes to the ballpark, there's a possibility for him to pitch. Um, and like I said, he's a team guy. He came in, he threw those three pitches, strikes the guy out, and I uh, said, so, all right, hey, good job, you're done. Yep. Hmm. That's it. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's easy. He's good. He, he, know, he, knows, he knows his role. He knows his role, and I think the, the coach has done a pretty good job of um, – getting kids to accept roles and uh obviously as the season goes on sometimes they change and certainly from year to year they change now with austin they, they pretty much stayed the same the last two years but uh but he's he's great at it he's great at what he does coach how neat has it been able to for you to be able to watch mason uh treats progression he played from y'all right away when we had uh New coach Evan Nicholson on from Picky, and we talked to kind of get him to give his thoughts on the district. And he brought up uh, Mason when he referred to y'all's ball club, and we kind of joked, "Lord, he's got a—he's like a tenth-year senior out there for y'all as many <laughs> games as he's played." But how cool has it been able to see as he's progressed uh, from that freshman, I guess, shortstop, maybe batting at the very top or the bottom of that order to really. Uh, as Jeff just laid out, a, a heavy hitter for y'all now. Yeah, well, and that, you know, we, you talked about, we talked about it earlier at the beginning of this, as far as, uh, you know, maybe kids have experience, but they're not physically mature yet. You look back at Mason as, as a sophomore, uh, he was about 100 and, I mean, 140, 145 pounds, bench pressed around 155 or so. I mean, now the kids, 195 pounds, he bench presses 315. Mm-hmm. So that's the difference between him as a senior and a sophomore. But, uh, yeah, he's been around. And actually, he, brought, he was brought up after the junior high season in eighth grade. Gracious. So he only played in one varsity game in eighth grade. But now you talk about experience. This kid has been on the team for 40 playoff games, and he started 30. Coach. Mm. You know, and heading into his senior year. And he's played in almost now 120 varsity baseball games. He started 120, or almost 120 varsity baseball games. It's going to be really hard next year. There's no doubt that next year, at least one time when I make that lineup, I'm going to put his name in. It's <laughs> so used to doing. Absolutely, man, coach. That's an extra season. 
of just playoff games of really a season and a half, I guess. Right. For Mason and, and, the, and uh, you, talk, you know, it's physically taxing to play all that. But, you know, mentally taxing, too. I mean, shoot, this is probably played in 15 elimination games. Mm-hmm. And that's tough on me. I have tough time going to bed at night, win or lose those things. Wow. Um, this kid's playing in them. And uh, so, you know, I, I, don't, I, think, I don't think we're going to have an issue with experience. What we're going to have an issue with at times, maybe, maybe it's just physicality. Even though baseball is physical, but but you know I see it all the time with uh, especially with young guys um, holding up through an entire season, and uh, that's why we you know we, we we you know emphasize weight so much because we think it helps um, helps you hold up. Um, those juniors and seniors not you know as much well, they're still in there getting after it, but uh, for the young guys, I've seen so many young guys just fade towards the end of the year because it's such a long season and. And, uh, you know, I mean, junior high, you, 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 you're practicing, you know, look, it rains, sometimes you send them to the house because there's just nothing for them. But the high school's practicing rain or shine. And for a lot of them, when they enter into high school, it's the first time in their life they've practiced every single day. And yeah, then, you know, there's point. a lot there like this week. And they're going to practice, uh, practice three times and play four times. Um, that, you know, it takes a little bit out of them. So, uh, you know, I think our guys can hold up, uh, and I think they will. Uh, if it's a group that are, man, they get along great, and they work well together, and they complement each other really well. Coach, you've got uh, you've mentioned all the sophomores. Your your pitching staff uh, made up primarily of sophomores. You've got two sophomores just looking at max preps and seeing those numbers that have pitched uh, pretty well and in, in some innings for you. Just kind of speak on that uh, sophomore heavy pitching staff. Well, it's, it's really a sophomore-heavy team. There's, there's 24, uh, 24 guys on the roster, and 11 of them are sophomores. Um, seven of them are freshmen, so we've, we've only we, we got two seniors and four juniors. So, um, yeah, we, we, you know, they have to go out there, and some of them maybe a year before they're ready. But they knew, you know, back in the fall when we talked with them and, and say, this is what we've got to be able to do. And, um, I mean, they're, they're confident. They're confident. They'll get in there. As long as they throw strikes, it gives a chance. I think our defense is pretty solid. Um, and, you know, one of them, now the Robins is a kid now. He'll get up there and he'll he'll get some punch outs. He'll, he'll get a few strikeouts. But the other guys, they're not going to get a lot of strikeouts. They just got to make their pitch. Um, those will come. Those will come as they gain a little bit more velocity, a little bit, a little bit more experience on the mound. Um, you know, because before high school, it's pretty much – Throw that dang thing down the middle and just make them hit. <laughs> well, now it's not. Yeah. You throw it down the middle and make them hit it. It's going to go a long way. Um, but, you know, Landon Drody has done a great job. He, uh, we were planning to start uh, the third game of the season, and uh, we had a little trouble. He, he comes in face the loaded in the second inning of the second game of the season, no outs, and he gets out of it, doesn't give up a run. He goes six, uh, six relief, um, scoreless. So, uh Right now, he has earned that step, you know, the second starter. He's earned that so far. We've still got a few weeks for district. We'll see how it plays out. But, um, um, you know, there, there's a lot of guys that will be mixing and matching. I don't know that, that, that somebody will be, you know, when, when an opposing coach is trying to get ready for us, yeah, you, you're probably going to see Robinson on Tuesday. Friday, 
they're not going to know because I don't really know <laughs> who you're going to see. But I know it's going to be somebody that's going to compete, and it might just be a matchup thing too. You know, um, we'll match up with, with who we think serves the best there. And, you know, regardless of what we do, those kids are going to be behind it 100% because they're behind each other. Coach, when you look at coaching this year and then, of course, um, Kane Stockstill, y'all, um, Jacob, and then your son being on the team, watching the Dunhurst and being, watching him uh, coach his son the years that you got – a close-up view of that. Does that help you any prepare for, and I know you went through this and have, have coached him, of course, along the way, but these high school years, has that given you any insight on kind of how to handle these high school years with your son being a key contributor to your club? Yeah, well, not so much just with him, but if you look, um, you know, particularly with, with a lot of these kids in this group, um, shoot, I was, you know, I was – Coaching uh, uh, Cameron Brunson, somebody who was ten. Hmm. Now he was a, he was a year ahead of, uh, of my son, but um, and all these other guys. I mean, it's basically since they're seven years old, you know this that uh, every year since the age of six, Nolan and Jacob Stockstill have been on the same team. Wow. Other than take it back, other than the eighth grade year when Nolan got moved up to high school and, and Jacob was still in junior high, but then at the end of the year he joined him because we moved him up at the end of the year. So and a lot of these kids, I mean. You know, Nolan and Lance Drody played uh, played on the same baseball team at five years old. Wow! And and have played together all the way up. So these guys, you know, I've been around these guys for an awful long time, and they've obviously changed in skills. They they changed position, um, changed in just their, their their approach to the game. But I think that helps that I see them at a young age and see the development, um, and, and it helps you recognize early. Hey, okay, this is what you need to do. And we don't necessarily pigeonhole people, but we'll see. You know, if I if I know I've got I've got a kid that that's pretty dang good at position. Like for example, Mason Tree. I you know, Nolan played shortstop his whole life. But you're not playing shortstop <laughs> because you're two years behind this kid here, and he's uh-huh. pretty dang good, and he's going to be playing shortstop. So it helps you recognize early. So although you know maybe he should have been playing some shortstop in seventh grade, we moved. You know, we moved him to try to get him ready for another position. So. I, th- I think it helps seeing them younger in that regard so we can kind of prepare them um, for, for maybe doing something different than they've always done when they get up to the high school team. And speaking of uh, Jacob Stockstill, him and the Clayton kid have gotten off to – it looks to be pretty good starts at the plate, Coach. Yeah, they have. Um, they provide a little bit, bit of pop, and, um, and they're right there in the middle of the order. They've a three, four, four, five. Uh, started off a season, season, I think they're hitting five and six or maybe four and six, something like that. And that, that they might move around a little bit there. But um, with the, when they've hit well, they've had good approaches. When they haven't hit well, they haven't had good approaches. And that goes with anybody. Um, but they're going to be big forces. Both of those are soft. Wow. Um, you know, we uh, I think the other night we played Biloxi. And we have a sophomore hitting leadoff. We have a sophomore hitting third. We have a sophomore hitting fourth. Um, and we had two other sophomores in there somewhere in the lineup, along with three juniors. Um, and we usually have four juniors, but we had a boy that had the flu. Um, but, uh, you know, if, if they can stay, not that they'll stay there for, you know, until they're seniors, but they're getting a lot of at-bats now, but maybe some other kids, you know, 
uh, seniors at other schools, they weren't getting those then. Right. So it wasn't going to help down the line. Uh, but what I do say, you know, I emphasize that if I ever hear one of my kids say, oh, man, next year, next year, or two years, hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be pretty upset because I tell you what, Mason Tree and Austin Dival, they're not too concerned about next year. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, I tell kids that all the time. Uh, when we won it in 17, we only had three seniors. And I remember hearing one of the kids say, man, man we're, we're pretty good about next year. Man, we're, we're really good. Well, don't quit talking about next year. Mm-hmm. Quit talking about it because because Hayden LeBeau, Connor Holston, and Kay Lee, they, they weren't too concerned about the mm-hmm. next year. You know, they won it that year. So, um, you know, it's, I think we can be. It's a, man, it's a good district. If you look at our district, you got Picayune, who's at 5-1 and one right now. Um, we're at 4-1. and one. Long Beach is at 5-1 and one right now. I think Hattiesburg might be four and one or three and one, and they got a they got a guy uh, on the front end, you know, on Tuesday that you know had a Division one offer last year to go pitch. So it, it's it's very tough. There's going to be somebody in our district left at home that may well win any other district in the South. Yeah, you know, in five. Mm. I, I really think that. Um, I mean, or they could they at least contend for it. Uh, I think that every team in our district could at least be a two seat in any district in the South, and that and that's just the way it is. And I don't I don't think I really want it any other way. Whoever in in our district makes the playoffs is going to be prepared for the playoffs for sure, because every single game in the district is going to be like a playoff. Coach, the kid from Hattiesburg, their their lead guy. What, what's his stuff like? He's a low nineties guy, or what? What is he? No, what's his makeup? No, he's, He's going to be 84 to 85 okay. at times, and he'll get down to you know, 82, 83, but he's a lefty, and the ball's moving all mm-hmm. over the place. He's got a good breaking ball. Um, you know, the, shoot, those lefties, you can add three or four mile an hour <laughs> yeah. whenever they throw anyway. Because mm. nothing goes straight. But he, but he's uh, he's, he's, and he's kind of a crack guy, too. Um, threw the ball well against Summer. I don't think he's given up an earned run this year. Um, but, uh, in fact, last year we saw him one time and I think he was no hitness through four and a third. No, two, through four innings. He hit the leadoff guy. He hit the second guy. We got a, just a, a little jam job base hit, and then like, he gets a punch out, and then we hit a double, and 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 then he loses his head and and, and walks one of them and pulling. So you know, they're like, hey, you know, we got to him last year. Well, we got to him for about four or five minutes last year. <laughs> yeah, the rest, uh-huh. the rest of that game he was shoving it. So. um you know he he he's he's very good, and the way I like it, you know, if they if they keep him as he is, well, he's doing Tuesdays and they throw you know whoever else on Fridays. We're gonna have to only see him once. Mm-hmm. I think you in Long Beach gonna have to see him twice. At least that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, you know he's he's t- and then you know Hasburg offensively, um, they get going and really hit the fastball well. If you if you're not going the all speed uh, for strikes that game and spotting up, it's gonna be a long time. How's it been without Dunhurst behind the plate? You mentioned Hattiesburg and their athleticism. When they get on first, usually they try to uh, get around to third. Not having yeah. uh, just a guy that a lot of people were scared to run against for good reason. How has that kind of been an adjustment, Coach? Well, i tell you what. Caden Shoemaker's done a great job. He's already thrown out as many people or almost as many people as what Hayden did. Well, that's because no one ran on Hayden. <laughs> yeah, right. You know? But Hayden's thrown out seven guys. Wow, this year. that's great. Um, and uh, you know, 
gosh, and I've had some, some people go, well, you know, you, you lose a little bit of catcher. You you know, they keep saying that. And finally, I told somebody the other day, I said, you know what? If if the second best catcher in the country <laughs> would transfer in here, we'd have still downgraded. Yeah, there ain't no doubt. Because he was ranked number one catcher yeah. in the country. He's <laughs> downgrade, downgrade from that. Yeah. But Caden's done a, a really good job defensively, um, especially handling a young pitching staff, which at times has him bouncing all over the place mm. like a hockey game. Yeah. Um, he's done a good job blocking it. Like I said, he's throwing the ball really well. Uh, you know, two guys tried to run against Lux, and he got both of them. Um, had a guy thrown out yesterday, and uh, five five feet, we go to tag, and we tag, and the, the, the cleat gets stuck in the glove, the glove comes, and then the ball goes out. That's not all in. Mm. Uh, but, uh, no, he's, he's throwing the ball really well. He's handled, he's handled the, the pitching staff really well, and he's really worked on, uh, on receiving, um, which, to me... Everybody looks at Hayden's arm and his back. Mm. The number one thing for me was his receiving. He's such a good receiver. And, um, you know, if I'm coaching the pitchers, that obviously it's the number one thing I'm interested in. I want to get those strikes, and, and he's done a good job with that. So, <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, he's not Hayden Dunhurst, but we, we knew that no matter what, we weren't going to have that anymore. But he, he's done a really good job for us. And uh, you know, we're excited to have him out back there, and we're really glad he's just a dude. You know, and speaking of Hayden, Coach, uh, you know, got some hometown, I guess, say, Ole Miss Rebel fans from around there. Just put your uh, your spectator hat on for a minute and your fan hat and talk about a little bit what Hayden has done. I know you're keeping one eye on, on them playing uh, on the collegiate side as you're uh, managing and coaching uh, your team. But Hayden, he's still throwing them out in Division One, Coach. Yeah, and he hit another home run last night. Mm-hmm. I think it's his third. Um, which, you know, the way he threw the ball against Louisville uh, opening weekend, I don't – it doesn't matter if he would have got a hit. He'd still be in. I mean, <laughs> yeah, he, no he does such mm. a great job handling those guys. But, uh, you know, it's funny. At the, at the end of the year, I was talking to his dad, and uh, we're just talking, and they have a – you know, they have the starters versus the reserves kind of a scrimmage is how they do it. And, uh, and they play three games, and one of those games he – you know, he was with the reserves, and he's like, well, what's going on? Well, you know, it's college. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> all right. And, you know, yeah. everybody's pretty dang good. So, um, but, but I knew he was going to, I knew he was going to, going to fight and get, I, I just felt like he was going to get that starting spot. Um, just, um, just hearing some different things and, and he's going to get some quality guys, but, uh, but I think it helps too. And just talk to people that they, they push each other. Um, hmm. not that he didn't work hard in high school. But sometimes, you know, those guys who you know, are really good, they're not obviously being pushed in high school like they're going to be in college because we don't have the guys that's going to be able to take their spot, you know. Um, but, he, you know, he's done great. If he keeps handling the pitchers like that, mm. then he's, he's going to be playing, uh, I'm sure, the vast majority of the games. Obviously, they're going to give catchers break a little bit. But um, – Shoot, he might, when he's not catching, he might be the agent. Yeah, if he keeps it right line. now. Mm-hmm. Coach, when you, you brought it up, and then we, we asked you for 15, and we're about 30, so this will be our last question. <laughs> but you brought up the receiving end of, of catching, and, of course, with the analytics and everything that goes into the game now, that's certainly getting a lot of attention. But at a young age, it seems like he was kind of on the forefront at his position trying to master that. And, boy, when you watch him, there's not a whole lot of difference between watching him receive and then 
uh, what we see on the major league level as, as far as that goes. I mean, how do you – how does he practice that, Coach? Or, like, what goes into receiving and, and really taking those pitches and letting the umpire see the, see the strikes? Right. Well, one, I mean, first of all, I think the number one thing a catcher has to have is he has to be completely unselfish because you're doing it for that pitcher. You know, you've really got to sell out for that pitcher. And and it's just taking pride in, you know, getting that low. The, the toughest one is the low pitch. I was talking to a guy the other day that, you know, his bunch of catches. He said, man, you know, he's just not getting any. He hadn't caught for a long time. I said, look, one thing to remember, it'll help him on that low pitch, get your thumb under it. And, you know, Hayden's always been able to do that. And, then, like I said, he takes pride. And getting those strike calls. Um, as far as the, uh, you know, how's he able to do it? For well, for one thing, you know, it, it, you can all try it, but try doing that to ninety-eight. It's pretty tough. Mm-hmm. Having around twenty fifteen or twenty twelve vision doesn't hurt. So he picks up balls. Mm-hmm. He sees it so well. Um, you know, the, the the game to the better players, the game is the game slows down. Mm-hmm. You know, because the biggest issue that, that people have when they come to high school is that. It's just a faster game. I'm going to hear it from kids in the 17. It's such a fast game. And when I get to high school, they're like, man, it's so hmm. slow. But each each level, and that's in every sport, the game gets faster. So there's really good ones slow it down. And, and I think he's able to slow the game down. And he knows that also his number one job is to receive the ball. That And that's a big thing for him. You know, a lot of these catchers, they feel like the number one job is throwing people, you know, just throw, 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 throw. And you do need to throw, but 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 the most important part again is getting that strike call. I mean, look, you talk analytics. Check out the difference between a, a, a two-one count and a one-two count. Mm-hmm. So when you get that when you get that one-one pitch, and you get that strike on borderline, and you change it to one-two, you're talking opponent's batting average dropping uh, dang near 100 points. Oh. So without a doubt, I, I don't. There's no way anybody could talk me out of the fact that receiving is the most important part of being a catcher. Yeah, you can't. I don't care if you have a cannon, but if you can't receive, you can't catch. That's enough. You can start right there. And he understood that at an early age. And obviously, I think you know his dad Bob mm-hmm. helped him too because he understands the thing. Absolutely, Coach. Man, we certainly appreciate. Uh, your time, we've stolen more of it than what we asked, and we are always appreciative of you, man. It's always fun to talk baseball with you, Coach, and so good luck along the way, and we hope to visit again with you soon. All right, thank you. Hey, enjoyed it. Thank you, Coach.